0: You're listening to the Storyteller Series from The Salvation Army. For more information or to share your questions and comments, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. The
1: Book of Acts, Chapter 11 The apostles and the believers throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the Word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem... The circumcised believers criticized him and said, You went into the house of uncircumcised men and ate with them. Starting from the beginning, Peter told them the whole story. I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. I saw something like a large sheep being let down from heaven by its four corners, and it came down to where I was. I looked into it and saw four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, reptiles, and birds. Then I heard a voice telling me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. I replied, Surely not, Lord. Nothing impure or unclean has ever entered my mouth. The voice spoke from heaven a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and then it was all pulled up to heaven again. Right then, three men who had been sent to me from Caesarea stopped at the house where I was staying. The Spirit told me to have no hesitation about going with them. These six brothers also went with me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen an angel appear in his house and say, Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He will bring you a message through which you and all your household will be saved. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them as he had come on us at the very beginning. Then I remembered what the Lord had said john baptized with water but you will be baptized with the holy spirit so if god gave them the same gift he gave us who believed in the lord jesus christ who was i to think that i could stand in god's way when they heard this they had no further objections and praised god saying so then even to gentiles god has granted repentance that leads to life now those who had been scattered by the persecution that broke out when stephen was killed traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, spreading the word only among Jews. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. News of this reached the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. first at Antioch. During this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and through the Spirit predicted that a severe famine would spread over the entire Roman world. This happened during the reign of Claudius. The disciples, as each one was able, decided to provide help for the brothers and sisters living in Judea. This they did, sending their gift to the elders by Barnabas and Saul.
2: So chapter 11 is so interesting to me because um, through the book of Acts, I feel like we're doing like a back and a forth, right? So it's like the the camera pans to like the city streets and like the synagogues and it's religious leaders and the things that are happening outside the church. And then the camera then like zooms over to like what's happening inside the church and it's like kind of back and forth, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like we just have this... Uh, in chapter 10, this experience, like, outside the church where God is doing a thing that's brand new, and it happens, it all goes down between Cornelius, and then Paul, and then Peter, and then them together, and then the household, and then uh, that's outside the church, and then, you know, in chapter 11, it's like the camera zooms to inside the church when Peter has to explain himself, and people are like, I'm sorry, uh, what just happened? Like, what did you do? And uh, it's a very interesting... um, It's a very interesting dynamic where believers are talking about their theology of ministry and uh, what happens when God's Holy Spirit leads us beyond the borders that we were comfortable
3: with. And that very much fits where we're at in today. Yes, and, and when God gives the gift of the Holy Spirit, who am I to stand in the way? Wow. Right? But it happens. Yes. Like
2: it legit happens and sometimes we got to wrestle it out. Right. And sometimes, you know, like there are ways for believers to have those like, courageous conversations or those like verbal tussles or whatever, like, uh, to arrive at a place where we can all move forward together. Um, but sometimes it, it doesn't work like that. And people get offended and people, they, in their anger, they sin and they say terrible things or they, they aren't maybe open to the leading of God's spirit into something new. Cause sometimes we're afraid of, well, if we do, if we do grow and change, then where will God, like, where will we be led? Like, what will we become? And I wonder the Jews were feeling a little bit nervous about like what they had always been used to. Their markers, as we discussed last week, yeah. were shifting and that felt uncomfortable. So I wonder if that's a model for us of how we can have conversations in the here and now, in our day, as Peter explains his actions. And one of the things that I think is just, I mean, it's a good word for me, is he went right up to Jerusalem. And um, that they all talked together. And um, they did it face to mm. face.
3: Because
2: something happens when you're face to face with somebody. Mm-hmm. That doesn't yes. happen over email. doesn't happen over text. <clears throat> sometimes not even over the phone, you know. Um, and
0: uh, and they heard them too. They listened to them. Right. And they ceased their uh, com- their um, complaints or their uh, that they were able to resolve the issue uh, through that mutual exchange. And you're so right. So much of our conflict happens in a kind of secretive way or right? a way that's masked by technology or some other kind of way of communicating rather than being in the same room with one another. And I think it doesn't mean that we should just try to smooth things over and not actually get to what conflict there might be there. And it doesn't mean either that we shouldn't really be concerned about what we believe and committed to our beliefs and You know, it should just be really easily swayed one way or the other. But I think it does mean that, you know, coming together in an honest way, you know, expressing what we think and feel, and then having the trust that we can talk about those difficult things Mm -hmm. is so important within the church. And that we be generous with each other in our disagreement, that we be generous with each other, but also still acknowledging. That there is disagreement, and yet we find such unity in so many other places, but beyond what disagreements we might have.
3: And the listening is so important in that, you know, listening and and being open. Uh, I think until you do that, you're not even aware of your own, what might be a cultural thing or what might be something that's not even, you know. Uh, maybe the the word but i've, I've learned this somehow you know okay. think about i just thought about that here it says uh, as i began to speak it's in verse uh, 15 the holy spirit fell on them just as on us at the beginning and i'm thinking we still think they're at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> right. but a lot has happened you know in these chapters and it's like well just as a beginning so think about how far down the road we are uh, and what are the things that we have, have have learned, and that we apply and say? Well, this is my little box. Mm. Um, and if we are not open and we and we don't listen, we are, we are gonna we are we are gonna miss out mm. on the richness and the the full and the broad the theology. I think.
0: Yeah. And I think it was crazy too that they even tried to basically argue with Peter and say like, why are you with these uncircumcised men and that type of. Uh, peace and you ate with them and that sort of thing but not realizing that the spirit told him to do that
2: (laughs) Mm. yeah well because i mean nowadays i feel like someone could easily be like well the lord told me to do it so i'm gonna do it and then that's where the conversation stops Mm -hmm. right like people Mm -hmm. want to use it almost as a way to be like well you know it's my personal relationship with my personal jesus and so that's to you but I think the difference here is, you're right, like, they, that he's, this is what God said for me to do, but then he was open to talk about, he didn't get all, like, combative, I I don't visualize that, I don't get the sense of the scripture, um, that he got mad and standoffish, um, Mm. and maybe, I mean, it does come from that experience they all had together, you know, in those early, like, in Acts chapter 2, like, that generous love, that, you know, that, that letting their gentleness be evident to all, like, there was that at work, which made it which prepare them for these days.
0: Mm -mm. Well, and I I really think it's important to remember where they've been together because it provides for them this sort of uh, place of trust, this kind of sense of belonging to the community and that while we might have disagreement right now, it needs to be heading somewhere given the history we have and the trust we have. And I think for us today, we often will get to a particular opinion or a particular stance in our own sort of individual way and not acknowledge that for the church there is a corporate dynamic to this whole thing where mm-hmm. we're not just sort of piecing together our own individual theologies mm-hmm. or our own individual belief systems and sort of picking and choosing from what we find that really attractive right. but we come together in conversation led by the spirit so that through each of us, the Spirit, might speak, and we will find in that, that dialogue, in that exchange, the Spirit fall again and the truth come to bear. Now, not always, right? right. We, found, we find all sorts of examples where the church was not able to agree, and that's a place of tension, and it's a, a, a kind of mar on the church's history many, in many ways. I mean, you know, we, we've had different kinds of disagreements, disagreements that led to lots of bloodshed, I mean you just read uh from the reformation on and so much of the violence around the world was the product of strife within the church and so there's a dark stain there but at the same time I think we need to in order to sort of prevent unnecessary hostility find a way to continue to default to our shared purpose and history and belonging and unity I mean real deep unity as the body of Christ. How more united can you be than to be called the body of Christ, this living organism that needs all the parts to work? Uh, We are uh, one in Christ. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with a friend. You can subscribe to the Storyteller series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your own favorite podcast store. For more information, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org.